0: Hi everyone, welcome to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast, the podcast devoted to the faith side of agriculture. Each week, myself, Frank Hartley, along with my co-host, Chris Elliott, dive into how our faith plays out for those of us each day that are involved in agriculture. Some weeks we have guests that will share their testimonies. Other weeks, we introduce you to ministries that use agriculture to share God's love. And sometimes we'll talk about biblical subjects that tie into our daily work in agriculture. Let's see where God's going to take us to this week. Hold on, let's go. Welcome to another Pod Faith of Our Farmers Podcast. Um, great to have you here this week. Uh, I do apologize. I missed last week. We Chris was on the road, um, which he's not on with me this week because he is attending conference out in Indiana here for a week and a half. And so I'm on my own this week. Last week things got really, really busy with the farm, and um it is that time of the year of harvest and making hay and all that kind of stuff. So um do apologize for not getting it on last week, but we are back this week, and uh, I think we have a little bit of an interesting podcast to bring to you. So a few weeks ago, I had the privilege of attending the 28th annual Fellowship of Christian Farmer Conference up in Stilt- Stiltville, New York. Um, really great time there. We had farmers from all over the country that came in uh, to attend the conference, uh, we heard a lot of great testimonies and stories about how god's working through the fellowship of Christian farmers across the country in different ways and um just just a really great time of fellowship uh being with brothers and sisters in Christ that uh, are interested in agriculture and farming, and more than that sharing god 's love with people so so much of the fellowship's time is spent out doing the walking sticks. many of you have seen them at the farm shows and the fairs and places like that where they have the colored beads to share the message of salvation. And so that ministry has really taken off. And so it was just, it was just a really great time. Really enjoyed myself there. Um, while I was there, I was able to make quite a few connections with different people. And so, um, over the next period of time here, I'm going to get, uh, Chris and I are going to have two different people, or we'll try to get two different people, one at least, uh, a Mike Weaver um he is a uh, uh area director for the fellowship of christian farmers and mike is the fellow that puts together a lot of the mission trips and so i had a good conversation with him um just briefly his current plan is he's going to try to and i believe don't hold this to me yet uh to plan a mission trip the third week of every month now that may be a disaster relief trip Um, that may be all kinds of stuff. He has a lot of stuff on a lot of times they go down to Echo Farms in Florida, uh, and work down there with that ministry missionary training center down there. Uh, they got a couple other places they go, um, as they hear of disasters across the country, With farmers, they try to go out and help. I know they've done a lot of fence building. They did a lot of cleanup from tornadoes and things like that. And so um, with their mission trips, though, a lot of times farmers really – um, they don't feel like they're qualified to go on a mission trip. Uh, we're not, we, we're jacks of all trades and masters of none, I guess, something like that. I'm not sure I have that saying quite right. Um, but we always feel like we're not qualified to go and the people that are going, well, you know, they're, they're professionals in their field that the, what they do, they're carpenters, they're electricians, they're block layers, they're uh, whatever. Um, and we're just kind of farmers. You know, we do what we do. Um, but one of the neat things with these uh Mission trips through the Fellowship of Christian Farmers is quite often they're very ag-related. Um, sometimes not. Sometimes there's op- opportunities to build churches and things like that in, in different countries and so forth. But a lot of times they're ag-related. And the best part about it is when you go with a group of people from the fellowship of christian farmers they're all farm ag related type people Uh, maybe they don't actually live right on a farm but they work with the fellowship beside farmers and things like that so it's just a great opportunity so we're looking forward to having mike weaver on here in a few weeks uh the second person that i uh I'm very interested in having on, too, is Jeff Gross and uh, Goss. I'm sorry, Jeff Goss. Um, And he is from Missouri. He is another area regional director. And Jeff spends a lot of time uh, really looking, working up in the Midwest farm shows and things like that, going out and sharing the gospel through the walking sticks. And Jeff also has spent a lot of time, uh, they this past year are not allowed to come into the um, national FFA conference anymore. Uh, they had a stand there for years. It was always really big, had a lot of kids go through that they were able to share testimony with. Um, but Jeff can get into that, and I think Dennis did on our previous uh podcast with Dennis uh, Schlegel um, talking about how they weren't allowed to be there anymore. So what it did was it opened the door up to go to a lot of state FFA conventions and the state conventions were very open to them coming. And the neat part about it is it wasn't quite so crowded with kids. There was a lot of kids there, but they could spend a lot more one on one time with the kids sharing testimony and talking to them. And so at the end of the day, God was still glory through this even more so than going to the national convention because now they're able to take a little bit more time with these kids uh, and talking to them and sharing the gospel to them and it has turned out to be extremely successful. So we want to have Jeff on so he can kind of talk about ways we can get involved as farmers, agribusiness people to uh, go to the farm shows, maybe be involved in the FFA uh, state show, state conventions going to their places also. So, um, yeah, just a really neat time there at the Fellowship of Christian Farmer Conference. We also were looking forward to uh, here in a few weeks uh, having Craig and lisa porter on uh craig um and lisa are part of a family dairy farm in northern new york uh, outside of lowville new york uh porterdale farms and craig has quite a testimony of being injured on the farm and the things that he went through that um Trust me, when you hear the, hear the message, if you, if you like listening to Chuck Carr's, uh, witness and story here a few weeks ago, uh, Craig's is just as interesting, uh, uh, also of, of how God worked in him and Lisa's life to pull him through and to be with them through the whole, whole, uh, recovery stages of coming back from that major accident. So we're really looking forward to, uh, Chatting with Craig and Lisa. Um, Chris, on the other hand, he'll be bringing us a uh, podcast here soon, um, talking about the Fellowship of Christian, or, yeah, <laughs> the Farming God's Way Conference that he was at here out in Indiana here the past few, um, nine, ten days that he's been out there now. Um, so we're really looking forward to hearing from him. And he was able to meet some neat people there that uh, he's already got some podcast people lined up to interview through that. So we're looking forward to that also. So this week, uh, basically what I want to do is just kind of share. I was able to uh, record some testimonies from uh, a couple of the board members. And the first one is Tom and Holly Keithley from Lau, I believe is how you say it, indiana and they're going to share their story of how they ended up coming back to the farm over a period of time and so um, let's take a listen and see what they have to say
1: holly keithley from lowell indiana that's northwest indiana about 60 miles outside of chicago and we started out together uh, you know been married 47 years i guess and met each other in college back at Indiana University. uh, Now
2: we weren't saved. We did not grow up in Christian homes. Right. We did not know the Lord is our Savior. And uh, we thought we had a pretty good life. And I specifically went to Indiana University, not Purdue, the egg school, because I didn't want to marry a farmer.
1: I grew up on a farm and it was kind of in my blood. But uh, my dad says, uh, there's no room on the farm for you when I was a senior. And that was kind of a surprise. So I had to get it job off the farm. So I was fortunate got a job and was a salesman in Washington D.C.
2: And we lived the good life for what you would think. We both had good paying jobs. We had lots of friends. We had a company car and a um, what do you call that when they pay for your expense account. And you know everything was good. Life was good.
1: I traveled three different states selling wire and cable and and, uh, you know it was good for a while, but there was something in my heart that I, I was just not content. So he comes home and he
2: says out of the blue
1: I wanna be I wanna go back to the farm.
2: Now this is the seventies and things were kinda loose back then and so he says to me, this is how I remember it, if you wanna come with me, that's cool.
1: I did not say it that way.
2: Anyway, I am a bargainer and so knowing that my life would be over if I had to go back to the farm, I said, okay, but first we're going to travel across the United States in our camper. Well, so we made a deal.
1: Yeah, we made a deal. Let's make a deal. And so she she said, let's sell everything, sell the house, the, the the extra car. We kept one car and buy a little trailer, travel across the United States for six months, see the country, and I said, "Well." Okay, if that'll get get us back to the farm, that'd be great.
2: So we started off, and it was as good as you could think. It was wonderful, and really, we never talked about it. But both of us had this emptiness inside of us. Like, is this really all there is to to life? You know, we had the good life, and wasn't the greatest. And And,
1: and we'd had those discussions in college with you know sitting around. And, you know, what's life all about? What's out there? What are are we here for? Those kinds of things. So we traveled. We went for like five, six months. Uh, Went out all the way to the west coast, up and down the coast, into Canada, back across the states. In Utah. In Utah, We went to
2: Salt Lake City. And, of course, they've got this awesome display there and everything with the Church of Latter-day Saints. And it was very interesting. We went to all of their little... Seminars. We saw the stuff. We camped on the Great Salt Lake and swam in it, and um, we got the book. Yeah, good. and took it with us. Well, let's read this. See what it says. I got
1: to about page five. I said, I don't, I don't think this is what it's all about. This is, this is not it. I, I don't want to say anything, but uh, that's not it. So we kept traveling. Got back to our last week on the trip because we had no more money. Well, yeah, but. Last we going to in a small campground in southern Florida, and a guy lays a sheet on our
2: no nope. okay
1: on, a, on our picnic table. Church service tomorrow morning eight a.m. We thought, wow, well, let's- well, we don't have any money anyway. It's free. Yes. Let's go. Let's go try this, and we approached the place where he's going to give uh, give his little service, and there's nobody there except the guy standing behind a little
2: podium. So we tried to back out. Before he could see us, because we didn't want to have to sing or something. Yeah. But he already saw
1: us. So we went down, sat down, and we didn't have to sing. But he stood up there and gave the plan of salvation. He said, "You must be born again." Read right out of the Bible verses that we had probably heard growing up, because we both went to church as youngsters. Not the same church, but it, but it never, nothing ever clicked. It didn't click. You know, our eyes were not open.
2: So when he was done, he just closed up the Bible and he said, "Well, that's it." And he said, "This is really pretty discouraging. nobody ever comes." and he left. and we left and we left. And so we're like back at the camper, have you ever heard anything like that before? I mean, and both of us were like, I've never heard anything like that. What do you think it means?
1: Well, we you know, we just talked about it a little bit, but then we we were on our way home. So we had to go home to Indiana, and my sister and brother-in-law live in Louisville, Kentucky.
2: And God sent the biggest snowstorm, was it 1977? Yes. December. December. It closed the entire state of Indiana. Nobody could cross the Ohio River, and so we were stuck in Kentucky.
1: And my sister says, well, we're going to church in the morning. You need to come to church with us. Well, you're staying with them, so you got to go Got to church. And we heard the exact same message again, exact same. You must be born again. You're all men have sinned. You fall short of the glory of God. Uh, you must be born again. You know, accept Jesus as your Savior. It's like,
2: yeah. So um, they said, if you want to do this or if you want to find out more, raise your hand. I raised my hand. Then they said, come down to the front and we'll pray with you. I did not do that. So on the way home, our niece, who was only five years old, says to her mother, I was peeking, and I saw Holly raise her hand. You need to tell them about Jesus. So at lunch that day, Tom's sister and brother-in-law got out the Bible, and they said, okay, here is exactly what the Bible says.
1: And and they got out the Bible, and they showed us where it says in Romans chapter 3, verse 23, for all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. That means everybody.
2: And this was something for me, the way I was raised with thinking that, well, I'm probably good enough to get into heaven because there's Mm. a lot of people that are a lot worse than me. But I'm a math teacher, and I always wanted to know where the cutoff was. Like, where's 60%? How do I know that I've really done enough? And nobody could ever tell you that. And that's because it's not in the Bible. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But, the uh, cutoff is nobody goes on their own.
1: Yes, but the, but the hope is in Romans 6, 23, for the wages of sin is death. That's what we earn. But the free gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And that's what they showed us. And it's like... A light bulb went on in our in our heads you know this this is it this is what we're missing it 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 was like an
2: immediate filling right and so then um, they went on and it's like okay so this is what we need how do we do this what do we do and um, The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. And to me, I'm thinking, well, wait a minute. I do believe in Jesus. I know that he was born on Christmas. I know that he died on the cross. And I know he went to heaven and for my sins. But the difference was I knew this intellectually. I knew this just like I knew that George Washington was our first president. But it didn't change my life. And what the Bible says, when it says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, it means this is going to change your life. He's going to become Lord of your life, and it's going to make a change. And I was ready for that.
1: And I was too. And I was ready, and so we prayed to have Jesus come into our heart. And my sister prayed, my brother-in-law prayed, and we all accepted Christ. Holly and I accepted Christ right at that time, December of 1977.
2: And so then it was like, okay, um, now what? You know, do I have to go let my hair grow long and get a new wardrobe or something? And, of course, that is not the case.
1: So they called my bro- brother-in-law's brother, was a pastor, he said, you need to get in a good Bible church and get discipled, start growing spiritually. We did that immediately. We found a church within three weeks,
2: started going to church. Be- we didn't have a Bible, The uh, pastor at the church brought us his own Bible and left it with us and came and taught us things.
1: Right. We had great men of the church, disciples. We became youth leaders. We stayed married even though I was a farmer.
2: You know what? I can tell you without any doubt that we would have been divorced within a year coming back to the farm if we hadn't got saved because um, I was real into women's rights and being my own self and what I deserve, which obviously is not what the Bible teaches because we are all supposed to be servants of one another. And uh, we, our marriage would not have made it, not on the farm, not living in the backyard of Tom's family.
1: Yes, but we made it. It's been 47 years. Look yes. forward to the next.
2: And life is so much fun as a Christian. We have... We have had so much fun serving God together. Yes, and that's probably the best part of all.
0: Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. great. Okay, sounds good. Anything else you want to share?
1: Well,
2: do want about working on Sundays?
1: Yeah, when I first went back to the farm, my dad was still in in, in charge, and I was, you know, learning to take over eventually and he retired three years after I came back but it was always you know you work on a farm you work seven days you get we had livestock and I understand we do chores but I also needed to go grow as a Christian and you only do that by hearing God's word and that's on Wednesday night and Sunday morning Sunday night and tried to uh, incorporate that into uh the farm operation, and anytime I tried to work on Sunday, like plant corn or bale hay or something, something would break and I'd lose Monday. So it was, it didn't make any sense to work on Sunday. And then another, and I like to play softball on the weekends and on Wednesday nights and stuff, but I had a friend in church gave me one of the, one of the most, uh, wise sayings that, that I've kept in my heart ever since. He said, you know, those other things, they're, they're good. I mean, if you play softball, you can witness to your buddies and all that stuff. That's a, that's a good thing. But don't let the good keep you from the best. And the best is learning about Jesus
0: Christ. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, that was an interesting story. That's for sure. And so the second person that we actually were able to interview was Bill Nichols um, from Belfontea. Ohio and Bill is also a board member for the Fellowship of Christian Farmers and he has quite a quite a testimony of how he came to Christ and a very interesting story with uh, with him and his wife and some health issues that she was going through at the time so let's take a listen and um, listen to Bill and hear his hi I'm
3: Bill Nichols Uh, I live in Bell Fountain Ohio uh, I have, I feel like kind of an interesting testimony about, about part of my life. Um, I gave my heart to the Lord as an eighth grader and, uh, it was kind of a non-eventful event and I wasn't really dedicated to the Lord. I just sort of served Him. I had been raised in church but I wasn't really digging into the Word and living a righteous life. As I got a little bit older, I got in. I got playing sports, and and sports became my god. And uh, when I was a sophomore, I had a major injury. It. Uh, I. The doctor said I twisted my knee a quarter of a turn, and that put me out of business for good, far as sports for the rest of my life. In fact, um, I had uh, my my knee was. Tur- the doctor said it turned a quarter of a turn. And I lost all feeling in my, in my lower leg. I couldn't, I couldn't wiggle my toes. I was really in bad shape. I became very angry at God. It's strange how we blame God for something he's got nothing to do with. I just, I just decided that, that it was God and I was angry and I lived like a heathen for a couple years. And then I met my beautiful wife and uh, then I started playing church. We went to church every now and then, and uh, wasn't serious. She had 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 an experience with the Lord, but she wasn't serious either. And uh, then we had a life-changing experience. We had two boys, and then my wife was pregnant for the third one, and she ended up being very sick, and uh, the doctor said we need to take the babies. They were at eight months. And so they took the babies. The babies were fine. But my wife had, she had been vomiting and what no one realized, she was vomiting 100% of all fluids. So all of her body parts had been dehydrated. And as soon as the babies were taken, she, she, got, she got fluid to her, her different parts and they became inflamed and she went into shock and then she went into a coma. And she uh they couldn't control her blood pressure, they couldn't control her temperature. One hour they might have her packed in ice trying to bring her temperature down, and two hours later they'd had floodlights on her trying to warm her up. And her heartbeat might be hundred and fifty one minute and the next minute would be fifty. And uh uh, they couldn't get anything right far as brain scans. Everything was crazy. And and finally they said if she ever lives, she'll be a vegetable. She'll never be able to feed herself. She'll never be able to, to function normal at all. Well, I was devastated. So I went out into the hospital parking lot. And a police officer wanted to know what a man was doing walking around the parking lot with a hospital full of nurses. And I understand that in retrospect. He asked me what I was doing, and I just broke down and started crying. And here he was a, a Christian. And he said he, he talked to me about Jesus, and he said, Would you like to dedicate your heart to the Lord? And in his cruiser, I give my heart to Jesus. And this time it was a real thing. It was a real McCoy. There's a real life-changing thing that happened in my heart and my soul. At the very same time in the hospital, maybe the same minute, I don't know, it was within an hour or two of the same time, my wife saw ticker tape on the wall. And to this day, she doesn't know if she saw it actually on the wall or in her coma in her mind. But the ticker tape, just like on the TV programs, as the ticker tape runs underneath why, the Lord starts speaking to her. I am the Lord your God. I am going to heal you. Right now I'm touching your mind. Right now it's healed. I'm touching your heart. Right now it's healed. I'm touching your kidneys. They are healed. I'm touching your liver. It is healed. And on and on and on went through the body parts. And, and uh, when she woke up in the morning... She was sitting up in bed wanting breakfast. And the doctors were in shock. The doctors could not believe it. And when all was said and done, she ended up in the hospital 30 days. And uh, she was a miracle. And uh, we have served the Lord since then. And uh, we've been active in in many ministries as young folk. Uh, We're getting up there in age now. I'm 72. Uh we've um, i've done uh children's ministries and uh adult ministries and um, all kinds of different things that have have uh helped uh, to 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 uh, make the kingdom of god stronger i challenge you brothers and sisters to to dedicate your heart to the lord uh to make sure that your salvation is true make sure your salvation is right You know, we only have one chance in this world. If we make the wrong choice, there's no chance. The chance is gone. So God bless you, and you have a great day.
0: All right. Very good. Another great testimony to hear. And, hey, if any of you are interested in sharing your testimony, um uh, please message us, let us know. We'd love to, uh, be able to just record your testimony to have you on and share, uh, for sure. If you'd like to do a full podcast or you know someone who has a good testimony for a podcast, we'd love to hear from them also. And we really are looking for your feedback. Um, if you would, we really would be grateful. Uh, for you our listeners who we're so thankful for we're up to 780 listens now so we're pushing up to a thousand and as chris and i have both talked about and said about and probably on a podcast have said it, it really isn't about the numbers if one person hears god's story and is reached and uh, comes to know the lord Through uh, those stories that are shared, the testimonies that are shared, we've accomplished our job. Um, But we still do watch the numbers just so we know who's listening and try to get an idea of uh, make sure where we're going and and try to improve the quality of our podcast. So um, but if you have an opportunity, I would really ask you to go on to our Facebook page and a post I put on last week about just looking for people's feedback. Please go on in in the comments, just give us some feedback. Let us know uh what you like about the podcast, what you don't like about the podcast, things like that. Um things that you'd like to hear more of, whether it's more testimonies, uh more biblical subjects, more uh subjects on just in general and agriculture and faith and and where we're at with that. Um just just give us some feedback. We would really greatly appreciate it. So In the meantime, um, just keep on praying for our brothers and sisters out in the Midwest, uh, in Canada, uh, that are just just dealing with tremendous amounts of of drought problems out there and things like that. Um, uh, The weather, watching it around the world, sure has been interesting lately, um, for sure. So uh, we want to continue to lift our brothers and sisters up in that and um, look forward to seeing where God's going to take us to next week. So thanks for listening, and have a great week. Thanks for listening to the Faith of Our Farmers podcast. You can find us on Facebook at Faith of Our Farmers. You can find links to this week's podcast on our Facebook page under the podcast section. If you'd like to get a hold of us, there's two ways you can do that. You can get a hold of us first through our Facebook page. Uh, send us a message that way. There's also an email button on our Facebook page. You can email us at faithofourfarmers at gmail.com. If you know someone in ag that has a great testimony to share, or if you know of a ministry that combines ministry work along with agriculture work that you'd like us to feature, or if you just have a good topic you'd like us to talk about, please get a hold of us, either through Messenger or through our email address. And lastly, and most important, if you're searching out there today and wondering about a a faith walk with Jesus may we suggest you go to this website needhim.org that's n-e-d-h-i-m dot o-r-g on that website you can find a lot of good information about how to start a walk with Jesus or if you are currently walking in the faith and have some struggles and questions this website is a great place great resource to go to Again, that's N E D H I M dot O R G. Thanks a lot, and God bless till we talk next time. See you later.